Welcome to The Connection, a podcast to connect you to the parish of Yates. My name's Howell. And I'm Justin. We are your hosts sharing with you the good news of the parish and to enable you to grow outside of the walls of the church building. Okay, so welcome to The Connection and this week we're talking about Father's Day because today is Father's Day. So, but we're recording it before Father's Day, so obviously we don't know what we've had yet, so we can't do a kind of unboxing of the present we got or anything like that. Um, but today we, we're both dads. Uh, me, I'm a dad of two and Justin, you've got three. I've got three little wonders, yeah. Yeah, uh, so what's it like do you think as a dad and as a Christian with the whole thing of Father's Day? It, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because I know as a father, there is always the temptation to measure yourself against other fathers. And there, there always seems to be a bit of a idealistic image of what a father should be. And sometimes that is related to what maybe what my father was like or what my granddad was like. And, and sometimes you forget that they lived in a very different generation, but the idealistic DIY father that you're supposed to have that can do anything and wears a superhero cape and does an awful lot of great stuff is an image that you're supposed to keep to. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> don't talk about DIY with me because uh, my, my daughter wanted to do um, uh, an outside um, blow-up what are they called? Um, swimming pool. Swimming pool, yeah. Yeah, we did that, and I had to get the outside tap work in. Oh. Uh, and that that was a three-hour-long fail. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> three-hour-long fail. I like that, three-hour it was, fail. It was, it was awful, oh, so I'm not no. a DIY father that day. But, <laughs> but I, I know what you mean. I think, I think women are under a lot of pressure as being a mum. Yeah. And I think increasingly as well, maybe always, that we're under pressure as well to be that image of, the perfect dad yeah. that the card says. Yeah, you're right. And I think society puts a lot on to the way that your child is behaving. They often, the comment that you'll get back is, oh, you blame the parents. You know, so you know that people are saying that. So you think as a parent that you've got such a responsibility to keep your children within this ring-fenced behaviour line that when they step out of it, the only reason they're stepping out of it because you as a dad have not done your job right, you know. And it's quite easy to have a negative feeling about, am I being a good dad? Uh, and, and Father's Day sometimes brings all those things together. It's, it, it's funny, yeah, and uh, you try being a vicar in, in Morrison's with that, with two screaming kids, you know, he's not only a father, he can't control his kids, he's a vicar as well, uh, so I've had that, um, but yeah, you, you do, you, I understand as well, when I became a parent, you know, where my mum would, would scream at me as a kid, stop showing me up, stop yeah. showing me up, yeah. and all that, so you, you kind of have a, a bit more empathy, I think, with your own parents, and I think you've got that sense that, yeah, it is a difficult thing to do. Yeah. Um, and there, there isn't, I know there's thousands of manuals out there, but it is something you just have to kind of muddle through, really. You do, you do, you're right. And it's on-the-job training, isn't there? And you're right, you've got to just got to, at times, wing it. And I think as more children, I mean, I've got three little ones, and I think my approach as a father was very different the first time round, and then when I had to do it the third time round, it was a whole different thing. It's like I've got the manual, got the T-shirt, I know how to do this now, uh, so I'm a little bit less stressed because I kind of, 
I kind of know what's going to happen next. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, it, 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 you often see that at, at baptisms as well. Sometimes yeah. you've got the godparents who haven't had children yet, yeah. and you are holding the baby, and they sort of go like, like oh. they "Don't know what to do with it." You know, <laughs> oh no, oh no. You know, and you give it to someone who's had kids, they instantly know. All right, yeah, this is what I've you do. It. You know, I know what yeah. I'm doing. But I think there are some. It's it's too complex to model in a sense. That's a really nerdy way of looking at it. Yeah. But I think there are some sort of guidelines about it, I suppose, as well. And I think those guidelines have changed a lot. Like, I know, like, you come to praise and play, don't you? Yeah. As a dad. Yeah. And when I, when, when my kids were younger on a, on a Thursday, uh, which was my day off then, I would take my Andrew and later Lydia to things. Yeah. Um, I took Andrew to a preschool ballet once. Oh. Well, not once, for, you know, for an extended period of time. Uh, which was an interesting experience, especially when I had to throw this um, sort of cloth in the air and catch it. And uh, there were these. It, it was in. Um, it was in a sports centre, and we had to do it in a squash court. And you know, they have the windows above the squash court. Yeah. There were these two blokes who saw me doing it. <laughs> they banged the window and sort of went. He sort of cheered at me, and I was like, "Oh yeah, thanks." But I think, uh, in a sense. You know how we are as dads today is yep. is completely different to how our dads were. Yeah, it, it's a massively different generation, isn't it? You know, and economy was different, government was different, society was different, and so you react appropriately to that. And I think I'm a different dad now than I was the first time around. So because society is different, you know, and 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 I think that that influences it. But I think Father's Day also has a positive element. It is an opportunity to celebrate that you are a father mm. uh, and you are forced to take the opportunity that actually your little people do look up to you. You are a role model and, and the way that I behave influences the way that my children behave. And and, and you, you have to kind of celebrate the positive bits of that as well, don't you? Yeah, and I think as well that, that, that role model ex, uh, essence of it really is where the Christianity comes in is because I have I'll speak personally about it because I have a a model compass or whatever purpose in my living that that makes taking that responsibility a bit easier I think sometimes yeah because it isn't actually a, a pressure thing of I have to get it right mm. I know what these the, the the guidelines are about being a role model and actually I know I'm going to fail and I know I'm not perfect, and hopefully my kids will love me because I'm not perfect, but I'm having a go. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the thing. They're not expecting it to always be right. We have that, that undergirding sort of value system that, you know, I am there to care for and to to guide and protect my kids. Yeah. And... That's what I have to do, mm. whether I want to do it or not. Yeah, I don't have an option about it. No, no, no. And I think absolutely. that's the well, I do, but you know, you, you, you know, you, you know that that's what what has to be done, and 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 you know that that you are going to fail. Yeah, to to fail and to embrace failure is to be human, isn't it? You know, yeah. that, that that's really important. You know, and as I get older, I'm very aware of my father's failings, but. I still love him, and if anything, that makes him more human and more more my father. 
because actually he isn't the superhero that goes around being this wonderful DIY person with a cape and having all of these wonderful superpowers. He was just trying his best, uh, and as I do, you know, and, and I know I won't get it right every time. Um, but in the Bible, the word father is used a lot, isn't it? Yeah, in fact, in the Bible, uh, the word Abba, which is our father, means yep. dad, daddy. Daddy. So the idea is the relationship we have with God is with a with a father who is a, an intimate relationship in the sense that he is our dad. And the, the importance of that is that it's actually used as a symbol because in that culture, the closest relationship that existed was between a father and a son. Yeah. So it's all about that that essence of intimacy. Um, maybe I often joke about this. If you know the Bible was written in South Wales, it would be between a mother and a f- uh, between a mother and a son because okay. we're we're all mammy's boys apparently. Okay. So you know <laughs> it's just like Fire and Sam in it. With yes, the, yes. Uh, so we're all we're all mammy's boys. Yes. But it is that symbolic thing that yeah. uh, that that God is our father, and I think being a dad, you do get a kind of deeper appreciation of a lot of the the biblical stories where God will allow uh, the people of Israel to to go astray, to get it wrong, to not listen, right? And then allow them the the love to come back and and then embraces them. And it makes me think of the the story of the prodigal son, which actually should be called the prodigal father. Where the son says, you know, can I have all all my inheritance now? Mm. Which is basically saying, I wish you were dead, dad, yeah. so I can have your money. Yeah, right. So his dad gives him the money and he goes off and spends it on, I think he put it ravenous living or something. Right. But basically, he spends all the money. Yeah. On ridiculous things and lives like a king for a bit, loses all the money, and ends up eating, uh, feeding the pigs, which is the worst job you could possibly have yeah, it's very uh, symbolic isn't it that yeah it is yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's and, he, and he, he was so hungry he was trying to eat the the husks that the pigs ate. okay and he was right at the bottom and then he thought i'll go home now and um my dad will employ me as a servant okay but the best part of that story is where he comes back the prodigal son and his father sees him from a distance and his father doesn't wait for him to come right to the house. He sees him coming down the road from a distance and his father runs to him okay. and, and embraces him and says, please come into the party. Uh, I'm going to throw a party. I'm going to kill the fatted calf. I'm going to invite everyone to come because I'm so pleased you've come back. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's sometimes what the essence of being a dad is, is that, you know... You've got to love your kids even when they're a pain. Yeah, no, and and that that's a, an amazing story, isn't it? It's full of endless images of of getting it right, living life as we do today, and even when you're at your darkest time, that we you've still got that love for each other, and you embrace them and 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 support them, and that father love is there. It's, it's, it's brilliant as well with it is that the way in which he comes back the um, the prodigal son is deep down at the heart of him he still loved his dad a bit yeah. and there was that little bit of faith that little bit of love that, that drew him back and then the father himself sort of through his goodness of throwing the party 
mm. brings out that wonder within his his yeah. wayward son. Yeah, and he allows him to make the mistake as well. He doesn't wag the finger and say, "Don't do it, you yeah. silly boy." And yeah. if you come back, he says, "Okay, yeah, off you go." But if you ever want to come back, I'm here. It's 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 inspiring, isn't it? It's absolutely inspiring, and I think that's you know that's how God has made us all, isn't it? You know, we we know that our Father has made us who we are with choice, and we make our own decisions. And you know, even right back to Adam and Eve, they made a decision; mm. it wasn't the right one, and they had to live by their by their failings. But they, they the, the Father love was still there. Yeah, and I think that's a good example of a of a of a, of a good Father. Yeah. Right? Uh, but the other example we have in the Bible, the first one that came to my mind uh, earlier when I was thinking, was Jacob, who is the father of all uh, the people of Israel. Okay. So not just Jews, but Christians too. Yep. The father of us all mm. in that sense. Uh, and he had uh, all 12 sons, so the 12 tribes of Israel, but he was a rubbish dad because he was in a blended family because okay. he had two wives. Right. right? And he had a favourite son who was uh, Joseph. And then he gave Joseph, isn't it, the Technicolor dream yeah, coat. Yeah, no, he had an amazing coat, didn't yeah. he? I mean, you know. But he does it because he loves him more than everybody else. Mm. And I think, and then that the whole story of, you know, the, the brothers kill, uh, or try to kill Joseph, and then he, he, he goes off to Egypt and all the rest of it. But what you do find in, in the Bible more and more is the characters in there aren't good guys. No. They're f- just as flawed as as we are. Yeah. And I think that, that that's something that, you know, that God loves Jacob and he, he, he makes him the, the founder of the people of Israel and all of us. And the point of it all is that he's, he's flawed. Yeah. And I think in our society where we're asked for perfection all the time. Yeah. That's the opposite, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and it, and it's so healthy, isn't it, within it within the Bible to not just have this idealistic image every time you read a story. It's great to have gospel and have 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 a scripture that talks about how everyone isn't always perfect and how people approach that and the repercussions of of not being perfect. Uh, and, yeah, and, and, and how and people correct. Three thousand years in the past, we had a blended family with a dad whose favourite is with the wife he likes the best. Yes, <laughs> and I think that's something that um, I think a lot of us can, uh, in in lots of different ways, is a very sort of modern story. It's a very modern problem. That. You could really see that headlining on Jeremy Kyle, can you? You, know, you could see it there now. Lie detectors and everything. <laughs> and, and truth be known, it probably has featured in that it context. It probably has. Yeah, has uh, you know, so. Well, they did the DNA, didn't they? Yeah. So did the DNA. Yeah, that's right. So the first notice is it's Praise in the Park. It's on the 24th of June at 10.30 in Kingsgate Park. It's an opportunity for all the churches in the local community to come together and to praise in the park. And on the 1st of July, we are celebrating Gail's Priestin. So to celebrate that, we are having a tea at St Nick's at 3 till 5pm. So that's the 1st of July where we're celebrating Gail being ordained as a priest. Fantastic news. A sad farewell lunch for Beverly on the 8th of July, which is at 12.30 till 2.30 at St Mary's, where we say goodbye and good luck to Beverly as she moves on to her next chapter in her life. And finally, we are celebrating again on 
the 14th of July, we're having Midsummer Madness, which is our sort of outdoor uh, fate barbecue, tombola, treasure hunt, and even we have parachuting teddy bears. You're right, parachuting teddy bears. It must not be missed on the 14th of July. We hope you've enjoyed this week's show. There's more content to follow, and you can find out more by going to yateparish.org.uk. As a podcast, you can also find us on iTunes and within SoundCloud. And as every week goes by, more podcast platforms will pick up the connection so you can be the first to listen to the new edition of The Connection. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to hearing from you in the near future. The way to communicate with us can easily be found on our website, yateparish.org.uk. God bless. <laughs>